This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Everyone, welcome back to Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and we have your favorite producer, Tori, with us. (laughs) Tori, I'm really excited about our very special guest today and the show. We have a jam-packed show today. There's so much going on. Last week, we were like, there's nothing, and then we got slammed for it, so we're really making up for it in this episode. <laughs> I will say, though, people really enjoyed the porn talk, which we are going to talk a little bit more later on in the episode, because we right. had plenty of DMs and messages and emails about uh, your little porn problem. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, let's rephrase that. <laughs> it's not my problem. I told you, I was like, I feel like I'm a prude for asking this, but I just needed a boy's perspective on a, an encounter with a previous human being I crossed roads with. I don't know what I'm saying. I panicked when you said it was a porn problem for me, and then now I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> clickbait, Tori. It's all clickbait. <laughs> but we'll get into that later on the episode, as well as some master's talk, some recap of the last PGA Tour tournament. We have a football controversy that I was involved in, and baseball so full full episode but first we have a very special guest Tori I'm excited about this because I grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then also now I love America's Funniest Home Videos it's one of my (laughs) favorite shows of all time so we have Alfonso Ribeiro with us today and he's he's great like he is he loves golf and he has so much energy so I'm excited to talk to him well good for you because he's in the waiting room so I'm gonna click him in right now (laughs) We'll bring him in. (laughs) 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. man of many talents as our very special guest today, actor, TV director, award-winning dancer, Broadway star, and the current host of America's Funniest Home Videos, Alfonso Romero. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're a very busy man, so I, I don't even know how you had time to fit us in. Well, I'm just happy I could fit you guys in because, uh, you know, we're going to talk my favorite sport in the world, golf, and uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be a fun, uh, fun time hanging with you, and it's good to see you again. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm really excited to have you on because you are an avid golfer and a pretty damn good golfer at that. I would say you're one of the best celebrity golfers. Well, thank you. Thank you. I uh, I would say in terms of the, in the actor crop, uh, not the ex-sports legends, uh, <laughs> you know, they have, a, they have a different reality. I've always said it's a little unfair to put the actors and, and entertainers against them because the problem is, is that once they retire, that's all they do. So they take their entire sports world and they play golf forever and ever. And like, so it's hard to compete, but, um, but I, I, I finally bought a simulator for the house. So now, <laughs> now I'm going to kind of be able to compete a little bit better because I'll be able to actually work on my game 
every day and really kind of, you know, even if I can't get to the, uh, the golf course, I can work on the techniques and, and maintain it. So I don't feel like every time I'm coming to a tournament, I'm like, is it there? I don't know. <laughs> How did you first get into the game? Well, uh, a couple buddies of mine, um, I was like 18 years old, and um, they said, hey, let's go hit you know, some golf balls. I was like, what's that? I had no clue. Growing up in the Bronx, right, I had no clue what, what golf was. I hadn't watched any of it. Uh, and we go to the, dr the driving range in, in L.A. here, and, you know, of course, like any true novice, what you do is you start with the driver, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't you don't hit wedges or irons first, you go right to the driver. So I took out the driver and the first three swings, I hit it dead center over the fence. And everybody was like, okay, you play, stop playing. I was like, no, I've never, never swung the club before in my life. But I had, I played baseball as a kid and I had good hand eye and good speed and just literally bombed like, like three of them straight over the middle of the fence. And then the rest of them went like that for like four <laughs> years. Um, but um, but it, it just automatically, like literally three swings and I was in love. So, um, you know, continued playing, continued working on the game. Um, uh, I, I took lessons. I've taken lessons from the Harmon School. Um, I, I basically had a guy that uh, his name is Kevin Bailey and he's the head pro at Lakeside. And, and he was working with me for many years. and. Um, and then now I'm working with uh, uh, an incredibly, incredibly smart guy, uh, Drew Steckel, who's out there in the PGA yeah, Tour with a bunch Drew of the guys. Drew is amazing. He's he the is, best. He really is. He's really just so good at, you know, there, there are coaches that are the, the ones who basically say, this is my theory and everybody has to play it. Whereas what Drew has done is this is, the, this is what makes this happen. However you need to get there, how, whatever the ways in which your body works to get there, because we all have different body shapes, sizes, lengths, right? Like the club is never going to be in the same spot for two people, no matter, no matter how much you train it. So he really works hard at being able to, to, to get the most out of your ability. Um, and we've, we've done some amazing stuff. I, I mean, uh, I ended up shooting 65 one time at Thornblade, which is where they play, where they used to play the BMW um, for the now Corn Ferry Tour. And he, it, you know, he gave me a couple of tips that I, you know, worked on and went out and shot 65. I was, the, the worst part of it is I was seven under through 12 holes. And then he told me I was seven under through 12 holes. Yep. Yeah. I had no shot at going and making another birdie after that. That's called protect and swing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, Drew's the best. And we talked about that a lot in the show where the golf industry, where they're trying to create things out of nowhere and it overcomplicates everything for students and people picking up the game and it's so hard and it's really not that hard if you're athletic like yourself or you're saying that you grew up with baseball you just need someone to kind of slowly guide you there but having a good instructor makes such a big difference in your game I, I totally agree I feel like too many people and you see it all the time with like people who go out and play golf and they just grab clubs you know clubs that don't work that don't fit that not and then they want to hit it over the fence like me, um, you know, the first day rather than taking lessons. Um, and I really believe that like my game would have gotten to a much higher level if I would have immediately gone to instruction rather than the first, you know, five, six, seven years, just literally doing it on, on natural talent rather than learning where it needs to be. Because I, I believe it's much harder to unlearn than it is to learn. 
Yes. Right. And so once you start building in these pathways in your brain that this is where it feels and this is what feels comfortable, even though it might be wrong, is what you'll continue to do and you'll have to break that. So it took me much longer to get to where I felt like I should have been much earlier in my life um, because I didn't take lessons. So it's like, I, I'm always the first guy. Anybody who ever asked me about golf, I'm like, go get a coach. I don't yes. care who it is. <laughs> Just get someone who has outside eyes, who know the, knows the techniques, knows the game, and can help assist you in, in finding your natural swing. Yeah. Well, so you play a lot of the celebrity ams. You're always there. And compared to some of the other guys who just show up to have a good time, I feel like you're there to actually compete. So how does Drew kind of get you prepared for that? Do you practice and really prepare for it? Or is it like another fun week for you? Well, the, the worst part of it was that this year was the year that I've been working with Drew the most and, and really kind of worked on some specific techniques. And then COVID hit. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we weren't going to really spend much time working on anything for that matter. And I literally bought an RV and drove around the country. So this year up in Lake Tahoe, I showed up with, you know, playing golf like five times in, in the two months leading up to Tahoe. And... And partly because it was like, there's no money in it. I was like, you know what? This is going to be the year I'm going to actually go to have fun <laughs> and not the year I'm going to go to actually compete. So I would say 2021, um, I believe, will be my my best year in all of those tournaments um, because I feel like I'm I'm now with the simulator and with Drew and working on the game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be competitive this year. Um, I, I can I can guarantee that. Is Tahoe your favorite one to play because it is individual and you're really just competing compared to like Pebble where you have your partner and it's still fun, but it's not like that direct head to head competition. Uh, yeah. In terms of the, the competitive side of Alfonso in the in talking in third person, <laughs> um, Tahoe is my, is my always number one because it's true competition, right? It's, there's no, there's no handicaps. There's no, you know, let's see how well I play versus, you know, my pro and is it timed out right? Like one year, um, you know, I played really, really well and missed the cut by a long shot because my pro and I literally had an identical matching scorecards. Yeah. So, you know, like you can shoot a great number, but if you don't shoot it on the right hole at the right time, you're not going to make the cut. And plus, you know, Handicaps no too. yeah, no disrespect, <laughs> but Larry Fitzgerald was playing as an 11. We all know that is not true. <laughs> I mean, come on now, Larry, I love your brother, but um, you, you're lying on your game. Um, but, you know, so, and, and the thing is, is that there's, there's many different types of 11s and 14s, right? There's the guy who makes five birdies, a ton of pars, and a bunch of triples. Right. And and that guy goes out and he hits a couple out of bounds on a hole and he takes it, you know, can't take more than a, uh, a double or triple bogey. Who knows what I don't even know what the new rules are <laughs> with, as it pertains to that. But, um, you know, there's that type of guy. And then there's a the guy who just plots along and just makes a lot of pars and bogeys and never makes the big score. But he doesn't make a lot of birdies. I'm actually more of the of that of the latter. Right. Like I don't go out and make a lot of doubles and triples. I'm a guy who makes a lot of pars and a bogey here and a birdie there. And so I don't really have a lot of play in that where I utilize my distance off the tee as a real ability. But typically that puts me on the same holes that the professionals actually do the same thing. So yeah. AT&T is, is, is my most fun event because 
at the end of the day, it's a little lighter. It's a little just like, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play and I'm going to hit balls and I'm going to enjoy it. And if we get close, then let's start putting the pressure on. But let's go out and have fun the first day and see where we end up. If we're kind of up on the leaderboard, then I take it serious for two more days. If I don't, then it's two days of having fun with watching incredible pros play this game at a whole other level. Yeah. Who is your favorite person that you've played with? It could either be a celebrity or one of the touring pros or like one of your favorite memories at one of those events. You know, I will, I will say this year I played with Kevin Na and Kevin is no doubt one of the greatest putters I've ever seen. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> and he knows we were, it too. <laughs> and he, oh, absolutely. His, his whole walking it in is about, yeah, I made this right. Yeah. And, and, uh, there will come a day when he's going to start walking and it's going to lip out, but uh, well, hopefully not with me. Um, but, but he was, he was amazing to play with. Um, my partner for many years was William McGirt until he got hurt. Um, so I've loved playing with him. Um, but, you know, I, I've played with some pretty spectacular people. I mean, Jason Day, um, I played behind Phil Mickelson one year. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've actually, what's been really cool is playing now and being uh, an ambassador, a global ambassador for the PGA Tour Champions allows me to go out and play with a lot of those guys and, you know, playing with Jay Haas and Mark O'Meara and uh, Colin Montgomery this year at the Pure was amazing. And, um, you know, seeing Freddie Couples and these amazing giants of the game and, and being able to go out and play with them and, you know, being able to go to, hey, Woody Austin, let's go play a practice <laughs> round together on my birthday. Sure, let's do it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of cool um, for a guy like me who, you know, grew up in the Bronx, fell in love with the game, and now I get to be an ambassador for the PGA Tour Champions is, is spectacular and I get to play with true legends of the game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How did that come about? You know, it, it literally came about from my agent, right? Like they, he, he was doing some work with the PGA Tour and they were looking to switch up their um, marketing and um, essentially they were like, let's, let's, let's see if we can get a voice that people recognize but might not, you know, automatically know, but it's like a, a, a voice that they know. And so I started doing all the voiceovers for the PGA Tour champions and it just continued to expand. Um, it expanded immediately into, you know, hey, let's do, let's do commercials this year and see what happens. Um, and the commercials were a success, uh, you know, with the guys out there on tour and with uh, the, the, the public. So um, we've just continued to stay in, you know, relationship and doing and growing. And now I'm a global ambassador for the tour. And, um, and I absolutely cherish it. I mean, as you can see, I got my, you know, I got it right there, you know, <laughs> Wrapping this shirt. Um, got a rep, got a rep. Um, but uh, it's, it's, for me, it's just a truly an honor. And the, and the best thing about it is, is that most people don't even realize this is that they pay to do that. Um, we do it all for charity. So they, whenever I do commercials, they will make a donation to um, my charity of choice, which happens to be Fresh Start Surgical Gifts. Um, and they do an amazing job um, for kids in the San Diego area, but they bring them in from all over the world uh, and they do plastic surgery for kids and, and give them a fresh start in life. So it's, it's a very cool thing to be able to, you know, do that for an incredible charity while, you know, I get to actually have the fun of going out and being an ambassador and playing with these guys and, and playing in some of the events, um, you know, is, is very cool. Yeah, that's what I love about golf. It just brings so many people together and you can support so many great causes. But I mean, Phil Mickelson is now on the Champions Tour. How do you feel about that? Yes. 
I feel like um, I, here's the thing. I'm waiting for the for him to decide to play on a golf course that he can't spray it. <laughs> that's the that's what I'm waiting for. If he can go out and 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 get another win on a golf course where he can't spray it, um, you know, it kind of says a lot about his game. Um, you know, look, he he's got the best short game probably, you know, other than Seve, maybe I would say those two are pretty close to tie for the best short game skills ever. Um, so to see him, it's like he, he kind of utilizes his ability to get up and down from everywhere. And, um, and then when he, when he does put it in the right spot and he, and he hits a good shot into the hole, you know that he's got a real chance at birdie. And um, it's, it's very cool to have, you know, I mean, the second – you know, highest winning total player living, not living, but, but playing today to, to be able to come out um, and join the PGA Tour champions. It's a, it's a great spotlight for the tour. Uh, and, and I know that everyone on the tour and myself and, and the guys out there all, all appreciate him coming out. You know, uh, he said, um, you know, I just got to say, thanks for doing all that you're doing for the PGA Tour champions because, you know, at this time, I think he was like 48. And he said, you know, because it's, it's made it a lot more sexy to consider going out there and, and playing on the tour. So thank you for doing that, because it definitely doesn't feel like the old guys tour. It feels <laughs> like, you know, a lot of the guys that I played against and it made, it, you've made it kind of cool and sexy for me to consider going out. So I, so I basically take all credit. For, for Phil being um, out there. <laughs> for Phil Mickelson joining the PGA Tour champions. <laughs> well, everyone thanks you for that. But I have to say, it is Masters Week. I am so pumped up. Yes. Have you been out to Augusta? Have you played there at all? I have not. And I am very, very salty about the fact that I've not been able to play uh, Augusta National yet. The, the, uh, I've had many times. So, I, I, you know, I was mad at Justin Timberlake once because he kept saying to me, hey, we're going to go play. We're going to go play. We're going to go play. And then one day we were at an, a function and he didn't show up and we're at his wife's restaurant. And, and I was like, Where, where's JT? She's like, oh, he's on a plane to Augusta right now. I was like, <gasps> I, was, I was salty. I was real, real salty. I was like, who's he gone with? He's like, no, nah, he's on the plane by himself. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So, um, so yeah, I'm, I would, um, anybody listening um, to this podcast who are members of Augusta, please, please. <laughs> take like take me play. first. Take me it's first, though. I haven't played there either. <laughs> Oh, I want to go. I want to go. You know, I, I've actually, uh, I, I, I might have to hit up Condoleezza Rice, she, but, but I have to go play the Stanford course with her first. I went out and played uh, the Stanford course a, a couple of, uh, a couple months ago. And so I might have to hit up her because she's a member and be like, Hey, remember when you said you wanted me to go play Stanford? Yeah. Can, can we switch it to Augusta? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go play, you're going to have to tell me all about it. Cause I've heard Absolutely. it's incredible. Have you been out there to just go to the tournament? never never even what? walked the grounds yeah oh my so I'm as a, a fan of golf I feel like I should go hide in a corner somewhere um that I've not been able to get out there it's just you know what it's always been kind of like a hard week to go to, yeah. to be able to travel for me um I've played it the Monday after the Masters the Hootie and the Blowfish tournament and That's it's one so of those like, mm -hmm. well, do you go to Augusta first and then get up there? And then they got all the festivities. So then they're like mad at you for going to Augusta and not coming to the event. And so anyway, I know that I will get there. I know that I will get a chance to play. Um, super, super excited. You know, obviously a very different year 
Um, and I know we chatted very quickly before we started the interview about the fact that I think that this is a year that if Bryson DeChambeau brings the game um, that he brought to Wingfoot, he's going to win the Masters going away. Um, because of the fact that I believe the, the grass is going to play so different, um, the, you know, it's hard to make, from what I've been told or read, because I don't know it myself because I haven't played, <laughs> um, it's hard to make it hard and fast in November. You know, so it's going to play soggy. The guys who can fly it 320, 330 and beyond are the guys who are really going to have a massive advantage um, on that track. You're not going to, you know, listen, one of my one of my best buddies is Zach Johnson. This isn't a year that Zach is going to yeah, be able to out. compete because he's not going to be able to run it and, and curve it around some of these corners and and let it release down the fairway. It's going to it's going to land. It's going to plug. Um, you know, the, the turf is going to be much, much thicker than it normally would be. You know, it's not going to have that really tight. Um, they're going to have to let the grass grow just a little bit longer. So I think that's going to play, that's going to play a huge difference in how, how Augusta is going to play. But once again, um, DJ, after this week, playing incredibly, like, what is he going to do? Um, is Rory going to, you know, show up this year? Uh, DeChambeau, you know, those are the guys to me that have a huge advantage. I think John Rahm is going to play very well. Brooks, we'll see just simply because of the, you know, his time off. We'll see what happens with him. Um, but, but if I had to put, you know, a $10,000 bet on one person, um, I would have to put it on, on Bryson this week. I just feel like, you know, I certainly wish he would have played maybe one event more during this little break that he took. Just because, just to stay in that, in that, you know, that mentality of, of tournament tough, but uh, but he is so tough mentally. Um, you know, the amount of criticism that that young man has dealt with, right? Yeah. Changing the way that you can visualize and see this game, I find it. You know, it's look. We, we live in a world where history prevails over ingenuity, right? And he's thinking of the game in a very different way. And I, I, I've done this on, I've talked about this in certain other podcasts. And the reality is, is that there is no one way to play any game, right? It, it's always expanding. It's always evolving. And this game also, um, you know, look, Sam Snead was amazing, right? But he would not compete today, no. right? Um, Jack, Jack Nicholas, the greatest golfer as we know, right? He didn't play against guys who were 68th on the list who could win every week, right? And that's the, that's the world that the, 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 the quality of golf is so deep. Being able to change the way you think of the game and go, at, go about it differently. And, and there's no right way, right? There's no one way to play anything. And I think that I love the idea that Bryson is – looking at it the way that his brain sees the game and saying, well, hey, if I do this, this will work for my strengths. Um, and, I, and I find it very interesting because how different is it than what Tiger did? Yeah. Right? Like, Tiger's attitude was, if I bomb it 25 yards past everybody else, and I've got a wedge in my hand and everybody else has a seven iron or a six iron, I'm going to beat him. And he did that. It's the same logic. 
right? Yes, the single length, you know, shafts and all that's a little different, right? But he's bombing it past everyone, giving himself a shorter iron in to these greens. And I looked at a chart the other day and it was like all the different clubs that he's probably going to have in on the par fives, right? Like he's playing, he's going to be playing the par fives like most people will be playing long par fours. That's such an advantage at, at, at Augusta, you know, that I can't see unless he's spraying the ball, which is not something that he actually does with his technique. He doesn't spray it anymore. I think he's like two percentage, you know, points down in terms of accuracy from where he was before this, this new experiment. Um, uh, I, I think he's got a he's got a major advantage. It's gonna be so much fun to watch, though. It's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome weekend. I'm I'm trying to clear schedules. I got things going on. I'm like, can we can we push it to before the Masters yeah. coverage? Just move it up in the day so I got the Masters coverage in the afternoon. Like, please. <laughs> I I know it's my favorite, but money's on Bryson as well. I'm so excited to see how he's gonna play the course this week, and especially with the rain, it's going to be soft. It's gonna play long, and the Bombers are going to be at the top of the leaderboard. But one last question before you go. 2019 defending champion, Tiger Woods, does he make the cut? Does he miss the cut? You know, boys, that, that's the that's a million dollar question, right? <laughs> um, you know, I'm always gonna gonna bet on on him making the cut at Augusta because he just knows that place so well. Um, you know, but he certainly hasn't shown great form as of late, right? He's been solid, you know, he's been okay, but he's not shown great form in all facets of his game. Um, I'm pretty sure he has spent the last month working on everything that he felt like wasn't working at his last tournament. Um, but I, I will say definitely will make the cut. Um, but I think it's a very slim chance of him winning this year being that the form has not looked great going into the tournament and and the fact that you know it's it's gonna play wet it's gonna play soft right it's it's um he's better i've seen or believe when he's not trying to keep up now with the longer guys yeah um and i think that the the distance difference might be a little bit much for him to to win it all but I definitely feel like he's got a shot at at competing he will make the cut he'll be he'll still be kind of in the conversation but he won't be the conversation yeah for sure well you are so much fun to talk to I could talk golf <laughs> to you all day long your golf IQ is incredible like you're saying things I'm like yeah yeah I totally agree I love it but seriously thank you so much for coming on today and everything that you're doing for golf and especially the champions tour I've been watching it more just because of you as well so we really appreciate everything you're doing and I mean thank you again for coming on absolutely thanks for having me always great to see you guys and uh you know, I, I love talking golf. I could talk about it a lot, you know, so, um, but we still want people to watch America's Funniest Home Videos every Sunday night at 7 p.m., even just just right after the Masters, just <laughs> flip, just on Sunday, just flip right over to, you know, ABC and watch and, and watch some AFV and get some laughter. Definitely. Where can we find you on social media? Um, I am at uh, the real Alfonso Ribeiro on Instagram, um, Alfonso underscore Ribeiro on Twitter, uh, at Alfonso Ribeiro on TikTok and Alfonso Rivera on Facebook. I don't do anything other than that. Those are just the four. I won't go beyond that.
<laughs> awesome. Well, we'll be is following there, you. <laughs> is there anything left? I mean, what about what about MySpace? Should we talk yeah, about that? No, no, no. <laughs> Snapchat. I mean, we can keep going. <laughs> keep going. All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you again. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, guys. You have a great thank day. You. All right. Bye. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. It's seriously just the best. He could talk golf all day long, and I could just listen to him. I think he should be a commentator. We should bring Alfonso into the booth, and I would listen to him narrate my life. Like His voice is so good, his energy. He just makes me so happy. No, I was thinking, I was like, I want him to get like a deal with the Calm app, where they're like, (laughs) you will be successful someday. You are going to do great things. Like I could go to sleep to his voice easy. We should we should pitch that idea to him and maybe he'll give us a percentage. He seems like a yes man. With that energy, I don't think he's ever said the word no. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. We have to look into that. <laughs> oh. So we first have to cover the 
Houston Open, which happened. No one really cares about it anyways. Carlos Ortiz won at 13 under, two shots ahead of DJ and Hideki. I will say that was such a feel-good story, having him win. It was so great to have the crowds back and to see him cry and his wife cry after he won. It honestly just made me so happy, and golf seemed to be a bit normal again. It was I know in the very beginning when we didn't have crowds, I was saying I liked it because you could see the course, but I miss them. I miss them yelling stupid things. I miss the cheering. I just miss them being there during the big moments. And I think it made the tournament just so much better. Uh, Brooks Kepka also had a very solid finish. I uh, finished top five, but I know I said I like fans there. It was a little weird to have fans at the tournament before Augusta National. And we already had two players test positive. So Joaquin Neiman and Sergio Garcia will not be playing the Masters because they tested positive. So I just don't know. I just feel like it was a weird move to have fans where they haven't really had fans at any of the tournaments. And you have them at that tournament right before the Masters. If I was a player, I wouldn't play. Like, what if you test positive right before the Masters? That would suck. Really? You don't think you would play? If it was, maybe if I played the Masters multiple times, but if it was my first year playing the Masters, I don't think I would play the tournament before. I wouldn't want to risk it. I would not want to risk getting Corona before my very first Masters and then ne not being able to play. Like, what if that was your only opportunity you never get to play again? I know that's true, but I'm just thinking, like, when do you ever really cross paths with the fans unless you were, like, signing golf balls, which I don't think is happening. Well, when Carlos Ortiz won, he was celebrating, then he was walking through the crowds, and people were putting their hand out. Oh, no way. And he was, like, slapping their hand. And again, oh. it's, like, people getting caught up in a moment, which we will talk about a little bit yeah. later. <laughs> and yeah. I know it's, like, you're overcome with emotion, and it's great, but it's, like, you touch your hand, you touch your face, then you have it, and it's, like, what what next? You know, it's just, it's so hard that we're living in such a weird time that you just can't do things that were once normal before. This is so interesting that like, cause I think I would definitely be someone who would get caught up in the moment. Like I'm just such that person in my brain. So it's like, are we even ready to bring back fans? Like that's such a great point because everyone's going to get so excited and everyone's natural reaction is to like have five, to hug you, to celebrate with you. But, like, I think there's just more that can go wrong in this situation. And I think everyone is so excited for sports to be back and that they're having fans that you, again, you just forget in the heat of the moment that you can't do certain things that you used to do before. And that's, it's really shitty. It's a really shitty situation. But yeah. again, it's like the Masters, it's the biggest week in golf. Why would you have fans? at the two tournaments before it just to me it doesn't make sense let's have fans after but again it's like what if one of the biggest players tested positive that would be a huge blow to the masters and it just again wasn't worth it for me but um moving into some masters talk i woke up this morning in the best mood ever i was oh, so happy wow. i could almost cry i can't believe it's finally master's week i was even so excited last week that i thought it was master's week it's just overcome with me i just like can't believe that it's finally here but unfortunately no snow so it doesn't look like i'm gonna have to shave my head but we're gonna congrats <laughs> i know it's kind of like a big thing kind of excited about it but we are going to have rain. So it looks like there's a 90% chance of rain on Thursday with 40% on Friday and Saturday. So hopefully Thursday doesn't get rained out. 
But it's really going to change the way that the course is played, like Alfonso was saying, that normally when they have it in April, you can dry the course out and it plays really hard, fast and firm, and so brings a lot of different players into the mix. But now that it's going to be playing probably longer, softer, a lot of people won't even have the opportunity to contend because when you're playing Augusta, it always comes down to your approach shots. That's the most important part to the success of winning. And if you look at all the past champions, they tend to be bombers. So like Alfonso said, like Zach Johnson, who is a shorter hitter and has to rely on his wedges, he's not even going to have the opportunity now, especially because you have people like Bryson who are going to be reaching all the par fives and two, probably with even an iron. Like it's insane how different the course is going to play for him for someone else. And it's interesting. There were videos of Bryson on the range this morning just annihilating the golf ball. Like he was <laughs> – swinging at it like you would go to a public golf course and see a weekend hack just hitting as hard as they possibly could and that was what Bryson looked like and he was at Augusta National it was a sight to behold but he was carrying at 360 his ball speed was incredible it's just crazy to see how good he's playing right now and he's the man to beat I will say after looking at the Houston Open Brooks Kepka with that top five finish Pretty interesting. I mean, when you look at how he's played in past majors, take away the PGA Championship, he was always that one guy that you knew would be contending or winning them. And he had such a great streak of playing awesome in every single major tournament. Like, when he came to majors, he was a different player until the PGA. So, well, is he going to be in his head? What Did he play bad at the PGA because of his injury? I mean, you could say a ton of different things, but... It's going to be interesting to see how he plays. I think he has a little extra motivation because of what happened at the PGA Championship, all the shit talking, and then Bryson winning the U.S. Open, and they had that bit of a rivalry. So I think he's going in there with a little fire in his belly. And Brooks playing with something to prove is a dangerous Brooks. So look out for Brooks. <laughs> Baba is also going to be one to watch. DJ, I think, is going to give it a run. John Rom. I mean, all of the guys who hit it far are going to play well at the Masters this week. But we had actually a couple emails sent to us about the jacket, which we had no idea what they did with the jacket. And a lot of people were actually pretty confused with it as well. We got a lot of different responses. (laughs) But the one that came up the most, which I think is probably the most plausible, is that they just use other members' jackets who have the similar build as the person who won. So you could be wearing a jacket of another member, and then after they do the award presentation, they fit you for a jacket, and then you get your own jacket. That is so wild to me. Like, so wild to me. To think that, like, this is, like, the most prestigious thing ever, and you're, like, borrowing another member's jacket... But you have to think about who the members are, though. The members are the top 1% in the world or past champions. So there's not a lot of members, and the members that are there are very, very important people. So it's not like you're just borrowing someone's jacket off the street. I guess that's true. You're borrowing, like, Tiger Woods jacket, Jack Nicklaus, uh, Arnold Palmer, or... (laughs) I mean, there's literally the most important, amazing people in the world in your wearing their jacket which I think is kind of cool when you think about it that way I guess it is yeah I guess that makes sense I don't know I just feel like the thing that I had in my idea clearly doesn't work out the fact that like they make a million jackets or they have a seamstress (laughs) on site like this does seem more efficient 
but it's also just kind of weird that you're like, oh, I'm, I, I just won, but I'm putting on like Tiger Woods jacket. I would but rather what, like put mine on. Or, you know, it is also kind of weird that some of the members are no longer living. So are you putting on oh, someone's like, oh, why do like, I hate that? Like dead guy's jacket? I mean, do they keep the jacket still there? Like that is also a question that needs to be asked. Arnold Palmer's dead, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then, what? Where? So where is his jacket? Is his jacket still in Augusta? And then they just like take his jacket off all the time. They're like, no. this is the jacket. That thing's got to be framed now. Like, there's got to be something where, like, when they like rest in peace, they go into a chamber of. Chamber of Secrets. You know what I mean? <laughs> Harry Potter. <no. laughs> I don't know golf. <laughs> Even though I was trying to think of a non-related term. Oh what do you call those God. things where you like put your, they're like those boxes, those like frame boxes, the box frames. That's a, that's a mattress. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the ones that are clear and thick and you can like put them in and then it's like Arnold Palmer, like a little plaque I, at the bottom. I like the fact that you called the Chamber of Secrets and that's what it's forever <laughs> going to be called. So, but no, that's weird. Or what if, I don't know, someone wins and the only jacket that fits you is a person you don't like. So like Phil and Tiger kind of had this weird little thing. Oh, and yeah. what if you had to put on... Tiger had to put on his jacket on Phil. Like, there's so many weird things that could possibly happen. Like, do they have to, like, check with them first that it's okay yeah, to like, that person's have, jacket? Like, do you have any Twitter beef? Like, yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. It's still weird. The whole thing is still kind of you, weird. You've told me, though, like, Bryson is, like, a build of a golfer. He's, like, very built differently than anyone else. So does he even have a jacket that he could wear or is he just going to do, like, a little girl action where you, like, throw it over the shoulders? Can you imagine? Not put the arms through. <laughs> he puts his arms through and the seams just bust open. <laughs> He's wearing a sleeveless master's jacket. That would be kind of a badass move. I'm kind of for that. You know, we, again, lots of questions we have on this podcast. <laughs> Email us if you could get us any deeper into... You know, where where the jackets go? Is it the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, I got, speaking of Twitter beef, I got into some recently. And it, this is kind of like the Padres all over again. I seem to pick the worst fan bases to insult. So... Number four, Notre Dame beat number one Clemson in double OT, 47-40. Trevor Lawrence was out for COVID, and I've never been a big Notre Dame fan. Mm. And so after they won, it was, I mean, it was a good win, even though it was against Clemson's second team, but whatever. (laughs) Everyone in the stands rushed the field. And it was not a great sight to see. It literally looked like, COVID in the middle of the field with all of the green. It was, it was bad. It was it, a bad look. It did look like, honestly, when I saw that photo, I was like, oh, are they like reposting something from like 2019? You know, like it didn't look like it was a 2020 era photo. It, it wasn't a good look. And what really bothered me the most, and a lot of people were saying, well, what about the celebrations in the street because of the election? Because... We have never mentioned it, but a new president was <laughs> – that whole thing happened. But there was celebration in the street, and they were saying, well, why are people saying that's okay and this is not okay? 
And for me, I'm take politics out of it. Large gatherings are just not okay. They're not okay. But the difference is if you're going to go to a game or if you're going to celebrate in the streets, you know that there are going to be other people there yeah. and that are close to you. And so you are willingly put yourself at risk. The reason that the Notre Dame situation was bad is that they rushed the field and there were football players without masks. They were not protected and they weren't ready for that. And so you put them at risk, which put the season at risk, which put everything at risk. I mean, it was so short-sighted for the Notre Dame fans to rush the field. It's like, what if your team gets sick? Then they're out for a game and maybe then they won't be able to compete. And it's like, there's so many things that could possibly happen. And that was the problem. It wasn't the fact that I don't care if they decide to celebrate in the streets, they can do what they want. But when you put other people at risk who Mm -hmm. don't want to be there or not ready for that situation, that's the problem in my opinion. I actually think it's a really good point because I've kind of been in that turmoil of, okay, so why is this okay, but this isn't. But I think it's totally valid of, you know, the football team, is doing so much to keep the season going. And when you're putting that at risk, when it's like, of course they want to celebrate with everybody who doesn't. So it's like, Oh, like they probably feel, Oh, this is, this makes me feel like we're not in a COVID era, which is exciting. But at the same time, like we are now completely at risk. And I mean, there were so many people on that field, which I was pretty shocked about that. There was just that many fans too. So it's, but it's like, how do we even regulate that? Like, where do you even begin? Just, don't rush the field. Again, well, it's yeah. fine. Like you can celebrate <laughs> from the stands and not put the players at risk. That again was the only problem. And then go celebrate the streets. Like you were the one putting yourself at risk. And I mean, you, we can talk about this all day long, but I it's know. when you put other people who were not prepared to be in that situation, and then that could potentially ruin sports being back. Like we're so excited that sports are back. Why ruin it? But again, I get it. Like you're overcome with emotions. But I tweeted that, and I had a lot of. Notre Dame fans really pissed at me. Really? Well, uh, apparently guys watch Rudy once and they're like a diehard Notre Dame fan. (laughs) Which isn't even that great of a movie, I'll also say that. But why were they celebrating as if they won the national championship? You are number four in the nation. You're supposed to want to beat them. Like, if you want to win a national championship, you're going to have to beat Clemson. So why are you celebrating as if this is, like, such a great accomplishment? It was a bad look. And I think Clemson seeing that was like, oh, we have them next time, especially when we have Trevor Lawrence back. Because if they think this is such a big win against our basically our second team, we have them. We have them next time. It would have been such a power move for Notre Dame just to be like, yeah, we won that because we're the better team and walked off. Yes, but also kind of going to like NFL with like the 49ers Packers game. Obviously, that was a huge game last year. And they had George Kittle. They had, I can never say his last name. Garoppolo? Garoppolo? Gra- <laughs> Garoppolo? Can never say it. Like Just call had- porn star Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gross. Porn. <laughs> Am I right? Porn. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But it's like, and and then they dominated this week. And yes, there are a few members out of the 49ers right now, and it's just kind of an off year. But you're still going to celebrate because it's a huge win. So I get why they were so excited to win. It's like Clemson no matter what. If you don't even know sports, you know it's huge. You know what I mean? So it's like, I kind of get why they're celebrating. You just take it. It's a win. 
Yeah, but the whole rushing the field, I don't know. Well, it just no, seemed yeah. a bit Apart excessive. It just, it, the celebration just seemed excessive. I felt like that was a celebration that you have, like, within the locker room and you're super fired up about it. But yeah. But it just publicly, it was just, I don't know. I just think it was kind of a bad look. Like, you're fourth. Like, you sh- you're good. You're a good <laughs> team. Why are you celebrating like you're 25th? Like, that's what it felt like. I I mean, I, I get, I, it's hard because I really get both, both things. You, you do know they did have, like, one of their most important players not there. So you're like, okay, like, ooh, like a little bit of like an asterisk next to the celebration. But at the same time, if you're going to beat them, it's ex- – I, I, but it's like I say that, then I'm like, why did they rush the field? It's kind of dumb. I don't know. I don't know how I feel because I really get both sides. But I will agree with you that rushing the field was a little excessive. Like we didn't win a Super Bowl or we didn't re- – like – Exactly, like save it for when it actually matters, but that's not yeah. going to happen because Notre Dame always chokes when it comes down <laughs> to the bowl games. And that's probably why they celebrate because this is the first big win they've really ever had in a long time because they seem to always be like a good team and everyone has high hopes for them and then they just come up short literally every time, which I think is going to happen because there's no way Clemson is letting them beat them again. Not going to happen, especially after all of that. You've just crushed Twitter. hey i i grew up not liking notre dame and i'm not going to couldn't tell couldn't (laughs) tell (laughs) oh in other news i was involved in two controversies this week not one not one but But two two. (laughs) somebody needs to take my twitter away from me and my twitter fingers get a little too happy sometimes (laughs) so Alex Cora, back as Red Sox manager after serving his one-year suspension for sign-stealing. Again, it's kind of how I felt when Houston was, like, made it so far this year in the season. I'm like, are we okay with this? It just bothers me. It bothers me. It's like, why would you bring someone back who was notorious for cheating? And yes, they say it's only sign stealing and that's part of the game, but not using technology. I will say this and people keep saying, give someone a second chance. I Uh, have given cheating boyfriends second chances. Right. Spoiler alert. They cheat again. If it happens once, it's going to happen again. And I feel like even, let's say, Alex Cora turns the Red Sox around and they have a really great season, I think people are always going to wonder, is it real or are they cheating again? There's always going to be that doubt of if you win, it's never going to feel great because everyone's always going to be up your ass about it. No, I completely agree. If If they do better than they did last season, I'm immediately, I have trust issues. Immediately. Yeah. I don't even care if there's natural talent on that team. I'm just thinking, great, what are we not seeing this time? It's just, it's too much. I just, and also, you have, oh, I just can't do names today. Who's the pitcher on the on the Dodgers who did the sad face to the Houston? Uh, Joe Kelly. Yes, Joe Kelly. You have him get suspended for like, okay, a little bit of taunting and whatever, but it was epic. But it's like, he was suspended for like five games and that was just for like a little thing. And then here we're having like full on cheating scandal and they're like, yeah, you're, you're out for a year or a season, but you can come back and everything's fine. It's just like, where is our moral standing in MLB? I don't get it. There isn't one. And that's why I said Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame 
So if you're going to just, uh, and same with Barry Bonds and anyone who took performance enhancing drugs, bring them into the Hall of Fame because if it doesn't matter, then they should all be inducted. If you're bringing Alex Cora back and the Houston players weren't suspended, bring up, like, they should be in the Hall of Fame. It is just so stupid. And then people say, well, with Pete Rose, he had some, like, personal issues. So... Then let's take everyone out of the Hall of Fame who has had personal issues. It's just all over the place across the board. And it's like you either need to be consistent or you don't need to be consistent. And everyone should be allowed because it shouldn't matter what they do then. It should be only based on their level of play. Also, what are personal issues? Like, Uh, he slept with uh, like a 16-year-old girl. Okay. But, okay, I didn't know that fact. But still, so separation of church and state. That's the thing. It, it, but there are people in the Hall of Fame who have actually done something similar and or worse than Pete Rose has done, and they're still in there. I mean, O.J. Simpson is still in the Hall of Fame. So is he? It, mm-hmm. And then you look at golf, and it's like, is Tiger Woods not going to be in the Hall of Fame then because he cheated on his wife? It, it, it's just in, where do you draw the line? I mean, you can look at almost every single player and they've had a personal scandal. So are we not going to induct them into the Hall of Fame? Are we going to take them out of the Hall of Fame? Or are we just going to say it's based on your play or your stats as an athlete? Yeah, that actually is a really, really, really tough discussion if you really get into it. Yeah, and pretty I- much every, every player has done something in their lifetime that they're probably not proud of. So it's like, do you separate it or do you not separate it? And that's what's frustrating with baseball is that they're all over the board when it comes to their punishments. I'm saying this, if you suspended or banned Alex Cora for life for cheating, do you think anyone else would be cheating? If cheating is just a part of baseball and that's what people are saying, it's like, yeah, people sign steal, people are taking performance enhancing drugs, then bring Barry Bonds back into the Hall of Fame. Like, he should be in the Hall of Fame then. You can't just say one thing is good, one thing is not so great. It's just inconsistent and it's driving me insane. I know, because it is weird that performance enhancing drugs does have such a negative, I mean, it is a negative thing, but such a negative stigma in it where you're like, take away everything. But here we are with like full on cheating and successfully cheating and winning and yet they still have their rings they still have their trophies it's like if you technically think about the basis of it uh performance enhancing drugs is cheating and also sign stealing is cheating so here's the difference i've talked to a couple baseball players about this and they said if i take performance enhancing drugs i will recover faster and i'll probably hit it a little bit farther but I still have to hit the baseball, which is one of the most difficult things to do. If I, then they would say, if I knew what pitch was coming at me every single time, I would be one of the best baseball players there ever was. So knowing what pitch is coming Hmm. is a greater advantage than taking performance enhancing drugs. So that should be a bigger suspension or a ban than taking PEDs. Wow, that like, that like hit my heart. <laughs> like, and not, that's not deep. And not only is that affecting who wins or who loses, but it's also affecting the whole system. If a yeah. player comes up and they know 
what is coming towards them, they're probably going to stay in the big leagues. But a minor league player who is up there for once and they don't know what's going on, or there's so many other things that are happening, or it's a pitcher and the, the batter knows what's coming, that pitcher may never get another opportunity. It messes up the entire system. Yeah, it's a really good point. I, I have no rebuttal to it because I think exactly what those baseball players said, said was it, it just it, – it's undeniable. If you knew every pitch, it's like they said, they'd be the best hitter, and and those teams were at that time. I mean, it's not like they were winning like a <sighs> game or two. They were winning like the fucking World Series. Like, I that's know. a problem. And I just don't understand why the Red Sox would hire them back. I mean, they're dog shit, so I do kind of get it. But it's like, do you have to cheat to win? Like, that's how bad you are? And that's how desperate you are that you need to cheat to win? I mean, that's basically what they're saying at this point. It's just a bad look. And I'm not saying Alex Cora. He seems like, honestly, like a really good person. And people seem to really love him as a manager. But it just sucks that, like, that happened. And now he's always going to have to deal with that. Did you say this was a Twitter fight for you? What was the feedback? Well, Red Sox fans were up my ass about it, but I, again, (laughs) I think I've said this before, any guy who has really fucked me over has been a Boston fan, especially a Red Sox fan, and so there's just something (laughs) in my heart that just burns hatred for them, and that's fine, but a lot of players liked my tweet. A lot of baseball players liked my tweet, so I have a feeling, yeah, which was interesting, so I have a feeling that they are also against cheating, and that they either don't want him back or there need to be a larger suspension or there need to be something. We need to get a baseball player on here because this is a really good conversation where I just like, I need someone who's in it to be like, here's honestly what, how we're feeling. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm so uneasy about it and I'm just a fan. Well, and I would like to hear from someone like you were saying, who's actually in it because yeah. there is so much more that goes on behind the scenes and I have literally just started watching baseball this year. So, <laughs> so like, I don't even really know what's going on. These are just, like, my personal opinions. But if I'm feeling this way, I'm sure a lot of other people are feeling this way, too. Right. And it's just the MLB is just so poorly managed that it's just, like, confusing. And if people – and that's the thing. If people are okay with cheating, then I'll be okay with cheating. But I think they right. should be more upfront about it and just say, like, yes, yeah, this is part of baseball. We cheat and that's it. I'm like, okay, like, let's cheat then. Like, I love that. <laughs> but it's the fact that it, it, they're, like, saying two things – like, two separate things. That's the problem for me. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, I don't know. Two Twitter fights. A lot of angry men. Someone a told lot. me to suck their dick. Oh, congrats. What did we say to the offer? Um, he called me a bitch, and then I, he blocked me. So that was that. I think you're actually winning in that situation. I think I won, too. I love when they block yeah. me, and I didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> One less person we have to worry about in this world. But I'm not going to let that <laughs> ruin my week because, again, it's the Masters, and I'm so excited. So, Tori, who's your pick? I know we already did this again, but I don't know if anything changed right. within the week. You know what? Let me pull up the list again. Just because I, I, I know everyone by heart, but I just want to be accurate on it. Um, wait, what do I Google again? Masters Pro List? Masters Field. Masters Field. 2020. Here we go. It is currently loading. And here we go. All right. Well, I did, I did pick Tiger Woods, which unfortunately sounds like 
that was not the way to go, but not I'm going bet. to stand by my first decision on that. The other two are, I feel like I have to stay loyal to Justin Timberlake slash Justin Thomas <laughs> because he's just like weirdly has been my guy uh, for the past about 36 weeks, which I think there's actually 30. Yeah. How many weeks are there in a year? I don't know. This. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Well, I was like 36 weeks. Oh, 52. 52. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Becky, uh, our other producer, has messaged us. It's 52. So yeah, 36 weeks. Um, and also just a little fun fact there of the day. And then I'm going to go with... Uh, I feel like Bubba that's Wa- like something everyone knows, though. I, uh, the fact that we didn't know that was pretty embarrassing. There are things <laughs> that I should know that I just don't know, and it's quite embarrassing. How I... Honestly, I feel like I'm a very smart person, but there are just some facts <laughs> that I, I just, I don't know. I literally when, don't know. When you lead with, there's a lot of things I don't know, and then you go, but I'm a really smart person. I think we need to adjust that a little bit more in our delivery. But I just, like, don't know facts. I just don't know random facts. And by random facts, I mean facts that everyone should know. Maybe then you should share a fact a week. Someone asked me how many continents there were, and I didn't know. (laughs) Thirteen? I honestly am going to cut this out if that is not right. (laughs) I think there's seven. Because we just sound like idiots. Is there seven? (laughs) I think there's seven. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yep. Mm -hmm. Seven? Seven. Anyways, so my third pick is... TBD, you know? But anyways, third pick, um, I'm going with um, uh, Bubba, Bubba Watson. That's a good pick. Oh, thank you. I, I did. You know, I really did battle with Jordan Spieth, but then I read an article nah, that Jordan's, he's not our guy right now. He is not our guy. He is badly struggling. We talked about this in the last episode. This was where his whole career basically unraveled was at the Masters. So I don't think he has many good thoughts or positive vibes going into Augusta. Uh, Same with Rory. Rory is seeking his Grand Slam, and this is the one major he hasn't won. And so... Oh. Yeah, so he seems to always falter, and it's it's kind of a monkey on his back. So I don't think this is the week that he is going to win. But I would say good picks... We said this before, Bryson, definitely put your money on Bryson. But if you're looking for some guys who maybe aren't as well known, you can go with, I would say Patrick Cantlay is a good pick. Cantlay. Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay. (laughs) (laughs) Your child. (laughs) I know, it's been a day already. Uh, Xander Schauffele. And I would say Louis Oosthuizen. He is always sneaky good when it comes to the majors, and he's always around. So those are some other good picks you can go with. And don't forget mine. 
Because we're winning. One of my three are winning. One of your, probably, honestly. One of your three are probably going to win. But it's going to be a really great tournament. Let's pray for good weather and mm. just some excitement. Like, I need some excitement in my life. And so hopefully the Masters can bring that, which usually it always does. But I don't think it can be as great as last year. But we're just hoping that it's better than the U.S. Open. And I did not like the U.S. Open. People know that already. <laughs> I think we know that very well. Mm, but you know what to expect when you come to Augusta for the Masters. And I think even though the course is going to be playing different, uh, it's still going to be very exciting. And I, I can't wait for it. But, Tori, we're going to take a break. But we have to talk about porn. <laughs> Great. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Tori, I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> We're dumb. I literally just Amazoned like a US history book because I need to like get back to the basics. <laughs> this is the problem with the school system. We're we're mm. we're supposed to learn all this stuff and we're crammed to learn everything and then we learn nothing. You really just offended your mother. <laughs> My mom's probably sitting at home listening to this be like yeah, but I think she's done listening to the podcast after last week oh. because um, it was a bit inappropriate with the porn talk. Oh. 
oh, I'm so embarrassed if I ever see her again. She's going to be like, oh, you're the guy, or you're the girl who was dating the guy who had a porn addiction. <laughs> okay, it was one interaction, one date, and I am going to tell you, men I that listen to this podcast, I am so thankful for the messages and the everyone that reached out because <laughs> we have discovered it is not normal. There was some confusion on if he was just jerking off every night compared to falling asleep, uh, falling asleep to porn. Uh, but across the board, it yeah. was a red flag. You guys were like, this is not normal. This is actually like he should go seek help. Like it's I, really I, bad and not someone right. that you should be dating. It really stressed me out in the moment. Because again, not to get into it again, but just to recap, like he was so casual in saying it. And made me feel like I was a freaking cardboard box. Like, I just had never encountered someone so calm, cool, collective, and being like, yeah, it's just like my sexual self. And like, whatever. I couldn't forego further questions. So hearing all the guys report back, I'm like, praise the Lord. Because I don't think I could handle that. Well, and I was thinking too, because when you said that, I don't think I was shocked by it. Because I have dated guys who were like that. And oh. I also thought that was a bit normal. And so I'm also <laughs> having this come to Jesus moment where I'm like, shit, I had terrible taste in men. Like, that is what I thought was normal. And apparently, from normal guys, that is not normal at all. And I was the same as you. Like, I always thought I was such a prude or I just had a low <laughs> sex drive. But no, they were just like, they needed help. <sighs> we actually did get a good question from someone. He said, first off, oh, we're getting into TNA. <laughs> first off, no, it's not normal for a guy to watch porn every night before bed. I wanted to get your advice, though. I've been dating a woman on and off for eight and a half years. Wow. When I met her, she was married, and I told her we couldn't have anything until she was divorced. Good for you. About two years ago, she finally got a divorce. Things were amazing for a few months, then things went back to the same vibe. She refuses to take pictures together or acknowledge us on social media. She did a sexy photo shoot, and it was for me, but three months later, I still haven't gotten any of the pictures. Do I just walk away, or do I stay and waste more time? Walk away. Really? Walk away. I mean, she clearly doesn't want it to happen I think after eight years you either know or you don't know if you want to be with that person or not and I think it how it started was a little bit weird and the fact she seems a little bit sketchy with lying about taking the pictures for him and then him not getting the pictures I feel that we waste so much time seeking validation from partners who don't want us and you should never do that you should always be with someone who wants to be with you and you know when someone wants to be with you and when they don't want to be with you and I feel like people just either it's an inflated ego or they just don't they're dependent on someone but you know when someone isn't interested in you and he definitely needs to walk away from this and find someone who is more deserving of his love okay but hear me out Okay, actually, I have a follow-up question, then hear me out. I've been dating a woman on and off for eight and a half years, and she was married, and I told her I couldn't have anything until she was divorced. But only two years ago, they got a divorce? Yeah. So do you think they've been separated for eight years, or do you think that there was some definite overlap? I think there was some overlap. Okay. 
So here, here's my thing that I don't think he should really take this offensively is that if you've been married and you're finally free from that, it takes a minute for you to be like, I'm going to commit to you because it's like my first taste of freedom. So I could kind of see her being like, I don't want to go to social media because that's having to acknowledge all my family, all my friends have to really like have conversations now with the ex-husband and... I, I don't I don't know if she has kids, but I'm going to guess she does. Like, then you have to make sure your kids are okay with that being on social media. Like, it's not like you're dating someone out of the blue and then they're like, I don't want to post you. I'd be like, red flag. But being in a really committed marriage to not and then to dating someone else, that is like a really hard transition. I have always been pro don't post your significant other on social media. Even before I had a larger platform, I just feel that anytime I felt like I needed to post the person I was dating, it was because I was insecure in the relationship and Mm. I had to either show it off because of problems we were having or I was worried that he was going elsewhere and so I want people to know that I was with him and I never did it for the right reasons or sometimes it was just to brag the fact that I was in a relationship and I don't think it's a red flag if someone doesn't want to post them um, because I would rather be honest because relationships are really, really hard. And I think it's a worse look when you look back at someone's timeline and it's like happy picture, happy picture, happy picture. Mm. And then they break up or then they get divorced like a week later. And it's like, okay, well, I just feel lied to. Yeah. You're, you're making like your relationship look so great on social media. And then in real life, you're having all of these problems. And so I just think it's better to not do that. I think the, yeah. the red flags would be, are you not posting them? Like, what are your reasons why you're not posting them? And if it's because you want to, like, appear single so other guys can still talk to you or vice versa, or if you're sending messages back and forth, like, that's different. But if it's just because you want your life to be private, then I I never think that's a red flag. The weird thing Mm. is just, like, you would want to date them if you were talking to them for that long. Like, you don't have to post them on social media or even really tell anyone. But if he is uncertain about where they stand, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, I do agree with that. And I'm kind of confused, like, did she even really do a sexy photo shoot? Or what other guy is getting them? That's what I was thinking. Like, was it a real photo shoot or did he just, like, catch her taking a sexy picture and was like, oh, this is for you. Later, I'll send it to you later. And it really was for someone else. (sighs) Okay, so overall consensus, your vote is... I think he needs to find someone better. There's so many people out there that can make you happy. So why are you with someone who's not making you feel appreciated or happy? And if you're having those doubts, then probably something is up. up. So I think he needs to talk to her about it, see where her headspace is at. But again, it's hard. I mean, being married and then divorced and then jumping right into a relationship is probably not what she's looking for anyways. So it's a really hard question to answer when you don't have all of the details and like knowing them but I will say this I think we give guys a really hard time with being players or jerks or you know like fuck boys but you read you read this and the girl seems like she's leading him on and playing him totally totally and, and so it's like I feel like sometimes we need to give guys the benefit of the doubt and maybe they act that way because they've been hurt before and I feel like that's the thing like I feel like guys go into relationships like either their very first relationship and 
they do have good intentions and then the girl breaks their heart and then they just continue not caring because it like it hurts like it hurts when someone betrays you or cheats on you or breaks your heart or doesn't love you and sometimes it's just easier to not engage in a relationship fully than to be hurt again Totally. We have another um, question from Michael. Been married for seven years. Now, everyone has watched some form of porn, but I have been around a lot of dudes and no one falls asleep with porn on. That shit is weird. <laughs> Red flag, GTFO. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Further, uh, I also have a master question. Did some internet digging, and since all jackets are left at the club, the members get together and seek jackets of former winners and similar builds to get in the con- contention that haven't won to present. Then they get it fitted. Would be pretty sweet to wear Arnold Palmer's after winning. Interesting we hit this email because we did touch on this a little bit. I, I, again, it's just weird. You would think a place like the Masters would just, like you said, would have a ton of jackets that they can just tailor quickly or get them ready. The whole thing of wearing someone else's jacket. And what does that member do? Do they just stand there without a jacket on and everyone else is wearing a jacket? Or is that like an honor for them for their jackets to be worn by the Bastards champion? I I would be jealous. I'm like, oh, everyone's wearing a jacket. And I feel naked because I don't have my jacket on. Also, if Bryson wins, what jacket is going to fit him? We still have so many answers. But thank you, Michael. I I, thought that we were to figure some of it out. I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) I'm rereading all of the Harry Potter books right now. And it's been amazing. Uh, Can I have a confession time? Yeah. You've never read them. Never read them. Have you seen the movies? I don't even know what Chamber of Secrets totally is, but it felt right when I said it. <laughs> <sighs> this goes back to us being dumb as fuck. Yeah, well, I can't read Chambers of Secrets because now I just ordered history and geography and everything 101. So I like I actually can't spell. I I don't know if like what's going on. Like if you give me like a basic word. I suck at spelling, but it's weird because I'm a good writer, so I don't know if it's just growing up with autocorrect all the time that I never learned how to, like, fully spell, but I can't spell, and sometimes, like, reading's a little hard for me, too. (laughs) But I'm a good writer, so it's really weird how it all kind of works together. You can't be a good writer if you don't know how to spell. I am a good writer. Ask all my professors. Oh, Lord have mercy. But I'm bad at math. Like, I'm really bad at math. Like, I'm not good with numbers or, like, my times tables. Those are a bit dicey for me. It's, like, (laughs) fourth, fifth grade is where I would struggle the most. And, like, geography is not that strong for me either. That is not, like, if I am literally (laughs) crying right now. If there were (laughs) no names on a map, I don't know if I could point, or, like, on a globe, like, there's certain things, obviously, like, I could definitely point out, but there's certain things I would definitely not know. I think that we should have the men write in, and women, whoever's listening. What are what are some facts that Paige should know? Write us in. We should definitely know how many continents there are, and we didn't. And we did not. And we take that with humility. And we know we will be better on that next question. But you should write us in at paratheartradio.com and let us know what is something Paige should know. A fun fact. So, like, the word answer, I always get confused. (laughs) I have to retype it 
like five times. Why? You pronounce every single letter. An swer. I don't know. How I do you spell like, it? How do you spell it? When you I when just, you go with it. I will always put like a W. That's the, the W N and the S. Are like I will mix them around like multiple times until I get it right. Oh, honey, I think you're dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> down my face and it's funny but I'm actually like I <clears throat> it's not funny and it's not I, funny. I seriously will type out answer like multiple times a day and every single time I do the same five things until I get it right <sighs> I'm crying so, too I mean just let us, honestly let us, it's <laughs> actually impressive that I made it this far in life not knowing that I've had dyslexia and I've prevailed through it all <laughs> Oh my gosh, actual mascara running down. I'll read the bad reviews and people are like, Paige, you have no substance, this podcast sucks. And it's like, well, you try having <laughs> dyslexia and having a podcast, okay? Takes me forever to write our little write-ups up and to make sure it's good. It's Paige, hard. Life Paige, is hard. Paige, I think we should wrap because I think you need to go have some alone time and really, really process this with yourself. <laughs> and guys make her feel better write in some words you struggle um, writing is there anything that you feel a little jumbled by is it answer was i being too hard on her email us dm us <laughs> you see mean girls and karen's like i can tell the weather when it's raining and that's how i feel right now I'm not going to lie, this episode did not look great on us, but we are here to bring it and own it, and that's just what we're doing. You know, we're just here to bring the laughs. I mean, <sighs> life's a little tense right now for everyone, and we are going to make ourselves look bad to make you guys laugh, and so that's what we're here for. So, again, thanks for thanks for listening to us. I, I am I'm speechless right now because I can't believe I Me just too. found this out. I mean, what a what a... What a life changer moment. I can't even speak. I <laughs> Tori is legit <sighs> crying. So again, yeah, thanks guys for listening to us and please don't please don't judge me for not knowing literally anything. And Tori as well. <laughs> I just imagine Josh being on being like, how many cottons there are? And he's like, Oh, there's like fifteen, I'm sure of it. <laughs> He would probably know. Like, we can't we can't make fun of him. We just I said 13. I doubled the number. I said, you say seven, I'll ma- I'll match you another six. Oh my god. We need to wrap this up before I say anything. I know. More I know. that's incriminating. So uh, again, guys, thanks for listening. Email us at PAR at iHeartRadio.com. You can an- ask us anything. We'll give you the answers or the a- answers or the uh, <laughs> the answers. Any variation of the spelling of answers, but we're here for you. Safe space. (sighs) We'll see you guys next Thursday. What day is it? (laughs) We've never recorded on a Thursday. It's a Monday. We've never recorded.
recorded on a Thursday. So the fact that you just said next. Shut Thursday. up! I'm dyslexic. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next Monday. Bye. <laughs> Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.